0: 10, 10, 220, and all calls up to 20 minutes are only 99 cents. And just 10 cents a minute after that, man. Is it really that cheap? Oh, yeah. I try it. You'll see. You'll see it.
1: And welcome to Earbuds and Earworms. I'm Amy, calling from Baton Rouge Shepherd, and this is. <laughs>
0: Mitchell Manley going the distance.
1: How did we come to this theme of like distance? I can't remember.
0: So I think we were just talking about how it's been a year since we've uh, been on COVID lockdown and so you and I have had to record from long distance. We're long distance from a lot of our friends and family. Uh, A lot of people are long distances from their significant others Uh, and so we've just been dealing with a lot of long distances and so we figured why not make long distances uh, a a theme and I think it worked out well
1: yeah considering I think my first one was my first suggestion was something so esoteric that it made no (laughs) sense yeah I can't even
0: remember what it was I was like I don't know if that's how we're going to make that work but long distances ended up working great
1: yeah I believe you said let me figure out how to word that (laughs)
0: Yeah. I can't remember what the other one was off the top of my head. We'll have to go back and figure it out. And <laughs> it eventually, was, maybe it'll pop up, but maybe. we'll have to work workshop it a little bit.
1: <laughs> well, what did you bring for our social distanced episode or a year of social distancing episode?
0: So, I'm going to start us with a band called The Amazing Transparent Man and their song, The Ocean is a Fuck of a Long Way to Swim. So I've brought this one uh, uh, before maybe a year ago or so. It's just such a perfect little poppy punk tune about being far away from the person that you love. Uh, I've been in a couple long distance relationships in the past, so I can totally relate to that feeling where you're at your, you know, at the end of your rope and you just want to see your significant other so bad that you just like swim the entire ocean just to get to them. Uh, and the lyrics even capture a bit of that sense of like desperation and determination. He says those guys from Alcatraz with the raincoat boats ain't got nothing on me, uh, which is a reference to this like infamous prison break wherein three men uh, built a raft out of raincoats and tried to escape from the prison on Alcatraz Island. Uh, Neither their bodies nor their boat were ever found. But uh, I don't know that that line kind of drives home that sense of of desperation that our protagonist is willing to just dive straight into the ocean. No boat, no raft, no life jackets, just to be with the one that he loves. And it's just so cheesy and dorky, but it just sums up an emotion that I'm just really familiar with in such a perfect way. Just one of my favorite songs about traversing a long distance
1: i like to think that they weren't ever found because they made it and right
0: yeah let's 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 pretend that they escaped and got away and no one's ever found them because they're living off the land somewhere remote and yeah no and they, they got
1: shark friends on the way
0: yeah for sure made, made friends with the sharks a whale gave them a, a ride to some distant remote island exactly
1: um this song so perfectly fits today's absolutely sunny temperate weather and I love it like it's breezy but also pop punk and love and so if you take transatlanticism which is you know a desperate love song and it's not the saddest fucking song in the world and this is it uh this uses the same theme and it's it's just hella smile making I think as opposed to transatlanticism which makes you super sad um it's all the bright sunshiny happiness about you know trying to I guess shorten that gap of distance if you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I think it's it's pop punk so it makes you a little happier it's not trying to make you as desperately sad as dashboard or not dashboard confessional but that's also sad death cab for cutie (laughs) yes I I swear I know the difference between bands (laughs) but oh now I'm just thinking about raincoats though raincoats as rafts I think it'll work um My contribution this week is from a band called AJR and the song is Adventure is Out There. So I think I listened to enough terrible white boy rap today and I found something so not terrible that I just went with it. And like, socks do travel to some unforeseen, unknown, long-ass, faraway place until you get rid of the mate and that prodigal motherfucker will just waltz its happy heel into laundry nonchalantly. (laughs) For all the long distance missing we have done in the last year, I just want a goofy presentation for the theme, wistful, but it and it has, like, some complicated feelings about distance because it's, like, you know, I guess the long-ass faraway place is his ex-girlfriend's apartment, but he wants to move addresses and everything like that, and, you know, it adds, you know, distance whenever it comes to relationships kind of like yours except for it's an ex-girlfriend and also um you know if you're not moving forward and you want to be moving forward that's also presented here so that's also another type of distance and I just either way it's not terrible white boy rap which I got sucked into a hole of today and it was horrible
0: right Yeah, so I I really dig this one, and it kind of treads this interesting line of being kind of mainstream, lowest common denominator radio pop and being something a bit more kitschy and indie at heart. I also love the theme of the song, which seems to be the sort of paradox of freedom in the modern era like we can go anywhere do anything talk to people from across the world we see more people on our drive to work than our ancestors would meet in their whole lives yet we still find ourselves staying home and like doing nothing a lot of the time but the adventures out there and if you like reach out and embrace that freedom and sense of adventure every once in a while you almost always be glad that you did uh you know it's it's a bit of a cliche but You know, cliches become that way for a reason. Like, there's an innate human desire to just rest when we get the chance. But if we don't step outside that occasionally, then we're kind of missing out on the real magic of life. And I feel like this song kind of touches on that a little bit.
1: I still have a question, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Do your socks ever go missing?
0: They do. Although, more often, my socks just get holes in them and then I have to throw them away. (laughs) Um, Just because I, I wear my socks out.
1: It's more tragic than I thought.
0: Yeah, but, I, I just straight up murder my socks. They don't go <laughs> missing. I just murder them with reckless abandon.
1: Okay, mine go missing, but I, I secretly think my child steals them. Or <laughs> there's the left-footed people in the dryer, but that's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, Our ear buddies, <laughs> I feel like they've all been going through the same struggle as we are. Um, mm-hmm. Our first ear buddy is Christopher, who brings Garth Brooks, Colin Baton Rouge.
0: Last night's events roll through my mind, except to see not do
1: a race by sweet red wine. And I see a truck stop sign ahead,
0: so I change lane. I need a cup of coffee and a couple dollars change, calling Baton Rouge.
1: Operator, won't you put me on through? I gotta send my love down to Baton Rouge. Hey! First of all, Christopher knows the way to our hearts. Um, it's This is just a straight up good excuse to slap Garth Brooks into an episode. There's fiddling. There's pop twanging. Also, imagine having to stop for a payphone and get some change to call anywhere. Just imagine, like, this song is so specific of the past that it's, like, insane. But it's not from, like, the 1950s. It's from, what, 1990s? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, God the nostalgia the amazing vocals because oh my god garth brooks can sing and i'm just i'm in love with samantha now too
0: yes hello samantha dear i hope you're doing fine (laughs) out there uh, in baton rouge yeah I, i don't even care if this is a controversial pick like that classic 90s garth brooks is just my absolute jam and this one was always one of my favorites it's got that like descending chord progression in the verses that feels really yearning and nostalgic uh really makes you feel how bad garth is missing his lady friend from baton rouge and then we've got the, like, the triumphant chorus with the anthemic harmonies giving us that rush of like finally being able to call his lady and hear her voice. It's just like a choir of honky-tonk angels just celebrating his long-distance love. Uh, it's true that Garth is just a very weird dude, and like he's a little cringy in his interviews, but he's a country music legend, and, and those first couple of Garth records will always hold a place in my heart, so definitely had to slap that on the show this week.
1: Yeah, like I think whenever he finally started using the internet, it was like so super cringe because he didn't know what he was doing. It's just a thing. I don't know. I'll take it. Like, is he a boomer?
0: I think he, he is a boomer, and but in, in a weird way where he's trying not to be, but he doesn't <laughs> do a good job of it. I don't know.
1: I think that's the best type of boomer, is like the right. boomer who's not wanting to be a boomer. It's awesome. John M. brings Cat Powers stuck inside of mobile with the Memphis Blues again. Well, Shakespeare, he's
2: in the alley with his pointed shoes and his bells. Speaking to some French girl who says she knows me well. Yeah.
0: So, so, yeah, it's, it's been like 15 years since my Cat Power phase, so this one really brought me back. Uh, it's a cover of a Bob Dylan song, and Chan Marshall always uh, has a great voice, but she channels a hell of a Bob Dylan impression here. And, and this version just beats the pants off the original. Uh, It's a song about being stuck in Mobile, Alabama and and feeling those Memphis blues. And somehow it captures this perfect blend of like that Alabama sound with like the peppy Muscle Shoals horn section. And it's mixed with this sort of soulful Stax Records kind of hint of soul and blues in the production. And so it just, it it gets the whole vibe of the song perfectly about being stuck in in Alabama, but missing Tennessee. And I don't know, it's just this beautiful uh, uh, coalesce, Coalesion? Coalescence? Coalescence? Collision? Of, colli- there you go. It's, <laughs> it's just a great co- co- collision of, of awesome bluesy southern sounds.
1: Um, can I just say, I'm sorry, her name's not Cat Power?
0: Her name is not Cat Power. Her, her first name is not Cat, last name Power. Uh, Chan Marshall is her real name.
1: Okay, so was this common knowledge that her name was not Cat
0: Power? I mean, I, I I would think that it would have been. I don't think that very you know, Cat Power is not uh, oh a, a fairly God. common name. So is this the
1: band name?
0: Yeah. So so did you did you spend your whole life thinking Cat Power was her name?
1: I thought she did all the work and she was just Cat and her last name was Power.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it's it's the name of she she originally started a band called Cat Power, but it's always been the name for her solo career essentially and she's just kind of always called it cat power since then
1: oh my god like i feel like the past 15 years of my life have been a delusion now right i'm sorry okay let me come to groups with this um so all right controversial bob dylan writes great songs but here again is proof proof that maybe he isn't the absolute best presenters of the songs i'm sorry I really do like some Bob Dylan songs, but sung by other people. I don't know why. Not a really big fan of Bob Dylan. Just Mitchell still love me. It's okay. No, no, I'm the same way. I'm not
0: huge on Bob Dylan personally.
1: All right. Good. All right. Uh, I wouldn't have actually known this was a cover because she just so absolutely owns it. And also it feels super nostalgic of Memphis in the grimier times. As you were saying, but, and they're like folks who always think Memphis is grimy, and there's always some grimy parts, but you know what? Whatever. It's a patina, okay? I just love the bigness of the sound and the sultriness that Cat Power brings to it, but her name's not really Cat Power.
0: <laughs> we'll just refer to her as Cat Power. It's Katniss, <laughs> catness Power.
1: I'm rereading uh, Hunger Games right now, too, so oh, it'll work.
0: Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> um, our next year buddy is Jacques, who brings the wedding presents a million miles.
0: See much of Charlie over here Oh, I've known him off and on for years He's never mentioned you before Oh, that didn't come out right at all And now I feel this small
2: That seems to be it, don't get me wrong But how are you going to get back home? I'd be willing to walk that way, there's something I've just got to say. I could walk a million miles today. You're not like anyone I've ever met, you're not like anyone I've ever met.
1: Jacques says this wedding present song evokes that new crush feeling as well as anything I've ever heard oh my god it is so very British sounding and I love how it's stream of consciousness how stream of consciousness it is Uh, I can kind of feel the spring breeze as this guy is just walking past the door yet again it conveys that super fresh new feeling feeling and also like I I thought this was by George Best because the album's name is George Best but I don't even know who George Best is.
0: <laughs> I don't think I do either, actually. The name <laughs> sounds familiar. I'm uh-huh. sure I'd be like, oh, duh, whenever I look it up. <laughs> but yeah, I'd actually never heard uh, uh, the wedding present but I'm super obsessed with the song now, and I'll definitely be doing a deep dive into the band. Uh, I'm sure that they wouldn't necessarily appreciate being compared to the Smiths, but it's a pretty short stretch between their sounds. And from doing a bit of reading, uh, it seems like this band kind of hit the scene about the time that the Smiths were disbanding, and a lot of journalists sort of labeled the wedding present as the next the Smiths, or at least kind of a continuation of their vibe. And you know, while I do love the Smiths, even despite Morrissey, I can totally see this band kind of supplanting the Smiths, in my present day playlists absolutely has those new crush vibes that jock mentioned which is totally my aesthetic because i'm definitely like a heart on my sleeve hopeless romantic the song totally had me all wistful and bashful thinking about the the litany of crushes that i'm currently harboring so uh, i I definitely love this one a lot
1: how many of them are tiktok crushes
0: i have at least three tiktok crushes
1: me too probably yeah
0: At, at very least three Like if, if I was like, if that person came to Memphis, I would probably like go out of my way to try to be like, Hey, I know I'm just some dude, but you should meet me and let's get married.
1: (laughs) Dakota's always pointing out that like half of my like Instagram now, like my Instagram feed is just like my, uh, skate girl crushes. Honestly,
0: got no problem with that.
1: (laughs) Our next year buddy is Debbie who brings Susie and the Banshees song from the edge of the world. Let the fire fall in. The footsteps win. Can't you
2: don't-
1: Debbie says, how about my all-time favorite Suzy and the Banshees' song? I saw the video for it in 1988, but never found heard it again until a few years ago because it was originally a standalone single. I feel like I had to go to the edge of the world to rediscover it. I want to be super proud of myself for knowing how to pronounce Susie.
0: Sure. You got that one first try.
1: I know. Because normally I'm pretty sure you would have to help me. But uh. I was like, I think I got this one. I think I got this one. Uh, I feel like this one is way more contemplative a song than I'm used to from... Su- Susie and the Banshees. It's like this perfect representation of 1988, and I can almost feel like the scrunchies in the like crush type of thing. It's like so. I don't know. I love it. It's just a great tempo and mood. And I suggest that this is Shoe Gaze.
0: So it's not Shoe Gaze, Sh- but
1: it's Sushi Gaze.
0: It it's Susie Su- Su- Gaze. <laughs> no, um, it it. I can see why you would call it that, though. It definitely shares. Uh, the ethereal nature of a shoegaze song, uh, and probably takes from a lot of the same influences as shoegaze. But I would not call I would call this post punk rather than shoegaze. Right. Shh. Sh- shoegaze.
1: Gaze. So,
0: yeah, I, I never really put it together before, maybe because I haven't really listened to a ton of Susie Sue. But uh, this song seems to be a pretty clear example of like the heavy influence that Suzy and the Banshees had on more modern bands like the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs and Screaming Females. Uh, definitely a super moody jam, but somehow infinitely catchy at the same time. It's got the dreamy ethereal guitars and like that dancey drum beat and just hooks you early on and kind of keeps you shimmying and shaking through the sadness (laughs) and through the distance to make it through the hard times and back to the good times. And, uh, yeah, just a very, I can see how this, this whole band would just be super influential on a lot of the more modern indie bands that uh, have a similar sound.
1: I just want to point out that you said dreamy ethereal guitars, and I just am gonna say, sounds like shoegaze to me.
0: No, certainly, the, uh, <laughs> that is definitely a descriptor that I would use in describing a shoegaze song. So you're right there.
1: I just like how I'm like deciding that <laughs> it's this like is no, what it I- is
0: shoegaze despite <laughs> what you, Mitchell, an expert in shoegaze, has to say about it.
1: Exactly. No,
0: that's fine. I'm not gonna argue with you on that one. I'll let you have it.
1: You're arguing in your mind, though. Uh,
0: yes, certainly. <laughs>
1: Our final ear buddy this week is Justin W, who brings Pinbacks AFK. All right, from here on out, I need indistinguishable talking in the mix, no matter what the song is. I have no idea what they're saying in this background, and the rest of this is so happily spoopy. Uh, I can just like wave like a cattail to the beat of this little guitar lick all day by the stream. And like, I need some grunge kids to be drinking some PBR by the stream, but they are social distancing with masks and they're cleaning up their cans when they head home. I have no idea what the song is about really, except towards the end when I can actually decipher what the lyrics are, and I think it's kind of romantic, but whatever. I've decided to set my mood. This is not Shoegaze.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I I feel like we've featured Pinback a couple of times in the past. This is definitely one of my favorites that's come up. Uh, Lyrically, it's kind of a reflection on like technology, having this ability to bring people together even across oceans, but also how technology seems to further isolate us in many cases. Uh, Musically, I really love the dense angular guitars here. The whole song has a sort of melancholy air to it. And those jittery guitars kind of add an element of anxiety and unrest on top of like the wistful crooning, and the and the sort of chanting spoken word bits bring out that sort of sense of resolve and determination. So there's a lot of complexity going on musically, and there's such an interesting band like drawing from a lot of the early '90s post-punk and alt-rock scene, adding something a bit more contemporary and early 2000s to it. And although most people in the post-punk scene knew who they were, it's it's a real shame that uh, Pinback never saw success in a broader sense. I think we should all be listening to more Pinback these days.
1: So, what were the years of Pinback?
0: They were mid to late 90s, early 2000s, uh, and they were on Touch and Go Records, which uh, has you know they've been putting out a lot of post-punk since like the late 80s and early 90s, and in the song. They, uh, the band actually makes a reference to one of my favorite bands, a band called Slint. Uh, they say, I miss you, but not in a Slint way. Uh, slint was an early band on Touch and Go Records. So it's, that's a pretty neat little bit of trivia is they're, they're giving a shout out to their, uh, their record label, forebearers in the song, which is kind of neat.
1: I really should have just looked up the Genius lyrics and then I would have known that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this week we didn't get any feedback. Which is all right, guys. I know that we're coming out a little more sporadically than we normally do, but that's because we're tired and time sure enough. Time is a um, time does not exist anymore, really. That's just truly it. But if you want to tweet at us, just go ahead and do that.
0: I'm at Pow I Gotcha.
1: And I'm at Madam Woolite, and the show is at Andy Pod. If you want to contribute whenever we do post our themes, it's Earbuds and Earworms Podcast Group. If you want to drop us a voicemail,
0: Call 731-400-BUDS or
1: 731-400-2837. Look, I brought up the NPR voice for that one. Uh, You can email the show andypod at gmail.com and you can check out me and the internet in a constant wrestling match andypod.com part of the 10710 network. What is our final song this week?
0: I'm gonna leave us with Aesop Rock and one of his newest songs. It's called "Long Legged Larry." Uh, Aesop Rock just dropped this one a few days ago. Easily one of his best and most clever songs of his career, and it just so happens that it tangentially fits the theme. So I had to shoehorn it in. Uh, for those still unaware, Aesop Rock is touted as one of the greatest underground rappers of all time. He's known for his massive vocabulary and a very weird, surrealist approach to lyrics. Uh, This song, by contrast, is actually a pretty straightforward little story about a heroic frog named Long-Legged Larry, and he uses his next-level hops to, like, jump long distances, and he's, like, helping get stranded cats out of trees and, like, saving damsels in distress and whatnot, and so even though it's just this goofy little story about a frog, Aesop Rock just brings so much style and panache and and clever wordplay that's just an undeniable hit, so... Uh, This week, join me in cheering on my brand new amphibian hero. Here's Aesop Rock with Long-Legged Larry.
2: Long-Legged Larry was a frog at the pond. Jump so high might miss him while he gone. Jump over anything, even King Kong. And Jack Flash was his favorite song. Now once upon a time there was a cat in a tree, chased the squirrel up, been stuck since three. The fireman came, said it's too hot for me. It's too high. How's that cat gonna ever get free? free? Young Jack Turner was a staple on the block. Said he knew about a frog with an XL. Hat. The neighbor started laughing, but Jackie wouldn't stop. Ran off. A rocket to the moon through a cumulus cloud. Touchdown safe. Lay the scaredy cat on the ground. If you listen real close, you can still hear the crowd. Go, Larry. Go, Larry. Go, 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 go Larry. Go, Larry. Go, Larry. Go, 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 go. Larry doesn't care. Jump so high, grow a beard in the air. Jump over anything, even time. Once upon a time, there was a princess in a cell in the tower of a castle through a forest on a hill. Half the men that ever sought her out had fallen ill. All the men that ever tried to climb the wall had fell. Handful gathered at the base of the place. Each claim way braver than the bravest you faced. Bunch of ding bats yapping about saving the day. But wait a silhouetted amphibian in the haze. Well, it was long-legged Larry on the back of a steed. Leapt up, yelling, Jordan, kissed the girl on the cheek. Touched down safe, showed a lady back to her. Peeps, if you listen real close, you can still hear the streets Go Larry, go Larry, go, go, go Larry Go Larry, go Larry, go, 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 go Yeah, Larry's on the case Jump so high, pluck a star out of space. Jump over anything, even Salt Lake. Jump into the mosh pit, jump out of a cake. Now once upon a time, there was a circus in town. Some went for the cotton candy, some for the clowns. But the high wire act was the most profound. Had a poodle on a unicycle, rose in her mouth. 10 o'clock show, get the poodle in position. Ten seconds in the unicycle starts tipping out a poodle barely clinging to the wire by her mittens But what the heck is that thing in the distance? Ribbit Long-legged Larry a sight for sore eyes Known to give a dog a ride Seconds after he arrives Touchdown safe Give her some kibbles and raw hide If you listen real close You can still hear the vibe. Go Larry
1: stuck inside of mobile with is it stuck inside of a mobile
0: stuck inside of mobile like mobile alabama
1: oh this is so weird okay